This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin. Allahumma laka alhamdu wa ilayka al-mushtaka wa bika al-thiqatu wa alayka al-tuklan wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyu al-azim. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hal uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma la sahar illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta taj'alu al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla Allahumma salli wa sallim ala sayyidina wa habibina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa min ihtada bi hadihi wa stanna bi sunnatihi wa da'a bi da'watihi ila yawmiddin We are still continuing the tafsir of surah al-Baqarah we last stopped at ayah number 203. We are still uh, reading the ayats that speak about the manasik and the acts, the rites of hajj, the rituals of hajj. And the last ayat that we spoke about mentioned how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encouraged and reminded the importance of making dhikr. Remembering and mentioning him during Hajj, and Allah mentioned that the early or, or the early Arabs they would they would often uh, busy themselves by boasting about their lineage, their parents, this that or the other. And Allah is saying, rather than busy yourself with that, busy yourself with the mention and the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. كذكركم آباءكم أو أشد ذكرا, or even more so. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned there are two types of people. The believers who when they are calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say, Oh Allah, give us good in this world and give us good in the hereafter. وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ And protect us from the fire. That the believers, they are people whose thinking, whose planning, whose life is not limited to the dunya. They plan ahead and think of their akhirah as well. As opposed to the non-believers who only focus on the dunya. They only say, oh, oh God, give us in this world. So their thinking is only dunya oriented. And this is a clear difference between the believer and the non-believer. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the disbelievers in Surah Al-Rum. Right. They only know what is apparent of the dunya. That's all they are involved in. And it is important that we embody the characteristics of the true believers, which is a giving an importance to the al-akhirah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here, continuing on of the rites and the days of hajj. We mentioned that the first day of hajj is known as Yawm Tarwiyah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> The, the days of Hajj, day one, which is the eighth of Dhul Hijjah, is known as Yawm Tarwiyah. This is the day of quenching the thirst. It was the day they used to take water and provisions and make their way to Mina. Right? So there is nothing, no official acts that happen that day. The main thing is on that day, you make your way to Mina. You camp there, you stay there, getting ready for tomorrow. Then the day after, the ninth of Dhul-Hijjah, day two of Hajj, is Yawm Arafah. It is the day of Arafah, the most important day of Hajj. 
Prophet said in hadith, Al-Hajju Arafah. Hajj is Arafah. And if you miss that day, you have no Hajj. That day we go to, or the Hujaj, they go to Arafah, they stay there, making dhikr and dua the whole day. Once the day of Arafah is over, they, that evening, go to Muzdalifah. It is still the ninth, that evening they go to Muzdalifah, combine Maghrib and Isha, sleep there, and then day 10, or the third day, comes in. The third day of, of Hajj, which is the day of Eid. When we are celebrating Eid here, the busiest day of the Haji. That's when they go perform their tawaf, they do the sa'i. So when we, ought, we, when we are out here enjoying and buying sweets for our families and praying the Eid prayer, the hujjaj are uh, running around with the tawaf and the sa'i and the slaughtering and the shaving and, and all of these major acts happen on that day. They, once they're done with that act, the men, they, they take the robes off and they put the regular clothings on and then the, you enter into the following three days. The following three days are the days of Tashriq. Ayam Tashriq. This is where Allah is referencing the ayah that we're going to read now. Wadkurullah. And mention and remember Allah. Make dhikr of Allah. Fi ayamin. In the ma'adudat. In the appointed days. Ayamin ma'adudat. These days are the three following days. You have the day of preparation. The day of Arafah, the day of Eid. Then you have the following three days where they stay in Mina and then they go out to throw the Jamarat and then they stay in Mina and they go out throw the Jamarat and they, that's, that's all you do that day. Allah is saying, make mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those days. Why is it called Tashriq? Tashriq comes from the word Shuruq. Shuruq is sunrise because they used to dry the meat in the sun in those days. All the meat that they slaughtered. When did they slaughter it? On the day of Eid, yesterday. They slaughtered it, right? The, the, the hadi and the, uh, the, all the meat that was slaughtered is being, they, because they never had fridges back then, so they would cut it up, right? So that's why it's called Ayam al-Tashriq. Now, Allah is telling us, make dhikr of Allah. So those days are they, Wadhkurullah. Whenever you hear in the Quran, Udhkurullah, Wadhkurullah, Kayfa Nadhkurullah, Nadhkurullah, Bittahmeedi, Wattakbiri, Wattahlili, Wattasbih. How do you mention Allah? By, by, by uh, glorifying Him and saying Subhanallah, by praising Him and saying Alhamdulillah, by declaring His greatness and saying Allah Akbar, by mentioning He's the only one worthy of worship and saying La ilaha illallah. And all the other athkar that is mentioned in the sunnah. So whenever you say wudhkurullah, that's what it means. Tayyib. So mention Allah and make lots of dhikr. So in addition to those days being days of Eid, we make dhikr. What is a specific dhikr that we say in those days? You should all know. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. This Dhikr, Allah is saying here, men wudhkurullah, mention Allah. I think some people thought it was Eid. <laughs> some people, they heard that dhikr, like, is it, is, is it, uh, طيب. So, wudhkurullah, mention Allah, remember Allah. في أيام المعدودات, in these days, أيام تشريق. Then Allah gives us an important ruling here. It's three days, meaning... You stay the night, you throw the jamrat in the morning, you stay the following night, you throw the jamrat in, uh, in the morning uh, after zawal, and then 
whoever now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if anyone is in a hurry to leave after two days, there's no blame on him. So during Hajj, rather than finish the three days, you can leave a day what? Early. Is there any blame on you? No. Allah says, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There's no blame on him. وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ And whoever chooses to finish all of it and stays behind, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There is no sin on him either. لِمَنِ التَّقَى So as long as they are mindful of Allah and have taqwa. In fact, everything we mentioned, all the acts of worship, from the tawaf to the sa'i to the slaughter to going on the day of araf, all of it, it is accepted from who? لِمَنِ التَّقَى Whoever has taqwa. Taqwa is essential. What is taqwa again? Staying away from the prohibitions, doing the obligations, and fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you read carefully the ayat of Hajj, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, uh, uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمَرِ لِلَّهِ Ayah 196, towards the end, Allah mentions, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Have taqwa of Allah. Right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in ayah number 197, says, Take provision, and the best provision is taqwa. Then again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so the, the theme of taqwa keeps, keeps coming, coming back. And here Allah says again, لِمَنِ taqwa For the one who has taqwa. So, why is that so important? Why is taqwa being mentioned? In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah clarifies it for us. In the story of Habil and Qabil, the two sons of Adam. Two sons of Adam. Interesting fact, the word Habil and Qabil is not mentioned in our sources, those two names. Those two names are mentioned in the biblical sources. Right? Allah refers to them in the Quran as the two sons of Adam. Right? Right? Tell them about the story of the two sons of Adam. Right? But we know that, and we are allowed to use those sources for, for reference. In any case, their story, Allah mentions, Allah only accepts from the people of taqwa. So every prayer that you do, every zakat that you give, every charity that you give, every good word that you say, you want Allah to accept that from you? What do you need to have? Taqwa. This is why Allah is saying, لِمَنِ اتَّقَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعْلَمُوا and have knowledge. Know. Know. And remember, أَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ That you will be gathered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the things that will aid you in having taqwa, is remembering you will be standing in front of Allah. وَعْلَمُوا and remember and know that you will be gathered in front of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our hisab easy for us the day we are gathered in front of Him. طيب. With this, ikhwani fillah, we have concluded the ayats of hajj. What are some of the benefits that we learn from this particular ayah or what are some things that we can mention? Number one, we said we know that the days of tashriq are three days. The days of tashriq are three days. Those three days, there are certain rulings. The Prophet ﷺ calls them ayamu aklin wa shurbin. They are days of eating and drinking. And the scholars understood from that it is prohibited for us to fast in those days. It is prohibited for us to fast in those days. Another thing we learn is how Allah makes our deen easy for us. So if someone needed to rush, someone needed to go early, Allah said, whoever decides to go early, but you have to, by the conditions, you have to stay the first two days. Right? We say after day two you can leave. But there is a caveat, there is a condition. 
if the sun sets while you are still in Mina, you gotta stay. Meaning, that day you need to leave before the sun sets. If the sun sets, you have to finish the what? The full, full three days. We also learn that the that Allah mentions here, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There is no sin. Question, what's better? Is it better for you to stay or to leave early? What do you guys think? It's better to stay. Limada, Because you're doing more dhikr and more khair, right? You're continuing and you're spending more time than mentioned the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very good. Uh, but uh, there is no harm or no sin in the one that leaves early either. And they do it. If you go to Hajj, you'll, you've noticed some people, they, uh, a lot of the elderly, sometimes they want to go back to the hotels because the hotel is a lot more comfortable than it is the, the, than the tents in Mina or whatever the case is. And they like to leave early. They throw the, 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 the jamarat, the, the pebbles on the second day and then they just leave and they don't come back. And this is perfectly fine. This is perfectly fine. Tayyib. يَقُولُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلُ Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيُشْهُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ وَهُوَ أَلَدُّ الْخِصَامِ وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى سَعَى فِي الْأَرْضِ لِيُفْسِدَ فِيهَا وَيُهُلِكَ الْحَرْثَ وَالنَّسْلِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَسَادِ the reason of revelation. The ulama have two opinions, mainly two opinions, that this ayah was either revealed on a particular person called Al-Akhnas, Al-Akhnas ibn Shuraiq al-Thaqafi. These two ayats are talking about that individual. Or they're not talking about a particular individual, they're talking about the hypocrites in, in general. And we can take both opinions and say they are specifically talking about Al-Akhnas, but they also apply to all of the what? The hypocrites. طيب. Who was Al-Akhnas ibn Shuraiq? What did he do? Al-Akhnas ibn Shuraiq, he came to the Prophet and he proclaimed to be a Muslim. He said, I believe, I am Muslim, you are Prophet of Allah, etc., etc. Not only did he say that, he swore by Allah. Allah knows. He did, what's in my, what is in he not only said it, but he also used Allah's name. And swore by Allah. Not only that, uh, Allah meant that he argued his case and insisted. He insisted. These three things. Tayyip. And then after that, the Prophet accepted it from him. Then he went off. Or he went off. And all of this was a hoax, a lie. He came into a qarya, a, a, a town where believers lived. And he pillaged it. He killed them. Burned the, the, the farms and the animals. Right. This is what he did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about him according to the, some of the Mufassirin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمِنَ nasi and from the people is مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ someone whose views please you فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا as relates uh, so, so uh, in this world you, you will come across people whose views please you what they say in the case of Akhnas his proclamation of his faith and even calls on God to witness what is in his heart. And they are the most staunchest of, 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 of opponents and of uh, uh, people that argue. All pointing to what Allah was doing, right? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And when he leaves, 
sa'a li fil ardi he sets out to spread corruptions in the earth leaves the fiha wa yuhlik al harth and he destroy the crops wan nasl and livestock wallahu la yuhibbu al fasad and allah does not like corruption wa idha qila lahu and when it is said to him ittaqillah haftaqwa of allah akhadhathu al izza to bil ism his arrogance leads him to sin فَحَسْبُهُ جَهَنَّمْ Hellfire is enough for him. وَلَا بِئْسَ الْمِهَادِ And dreadful of a resting place it is. So you can apply these ayats on al-akhnas. Or you can apply them to the hypocrites in general. Because the munafiqoon, the, the, Allah mentions several times in the Qur'an, what they say, they say the most sweetest of things. We are with you, we will protect you. Now we need to mention something about the munafiqoon, the hypocrites. What is the definition of a munafiq? Because Allah says uses this word hypocrite, and when we use the word hypocrite, what we mean someone who is saying something but doing the opposite, right? Uh, imagine I preach all day, guys, be careful, clean the masjid, you know, don't leave any, any mess behind. And then you see me throwing trash here and there. You would say, Sheikh, you're being hypocritical. You're telling us to clean up, but look what you are doing. You are a hypocrite, right? Tayyip. When we are talking about a hypocrite from an Islamic perspective, a munafiq, it is Islam kufr. He is uh, showing that he's a Muslim or she's a Muslim, but is hiding in fact disbelief. So they're disbelievers. The munafiqs are disbelievers. They are the worst of disbelievers. Allah says in Surah An-Nisa, They are in the lowest level of the hellfire. طيب. The scholars, they give a qaida principle. They say, إِذَا قَوِيَ الْإِسْلَامُ قَوِيَ النِّفَاقُ وَإِذَا ضَعُفَ الْإِسْلَامُ ضَعُفَ النِّفَاقُ Whenever Islam is strong, hypocrisy becomes strong. Whenever Islam is weak, hypocrisy disappears. Because they are only Muslims when it's in their benefit. So when the Muslims are dominant, when the Muslims are plenty, when the Muslims are a lot, they will play the game. They will say, yes, we are believers as well. Because it's in their interest. But when the Muslims are weak, when they are being, uh, when they are struggling, yeah, they will uh, take part in the oppression against the Muslims. Does that make sense? Right? Question. Are there hypocrites today? Are there munafiqeen today? They are. Wallahi wa billahi wa tallahi, they are. Not everyone in this world, but can we say, you're a munafiq, and you're a munafiq, and you're a munafiq? We can't. Why can't we? Because you don't know what's in there? In their hearts. We don't, but the Prophet taught us some signs. Ayatul Munafiqi Thalatha. The signs of the Munafiq are three. Another riwayah four. The Prophet said, when he speaks, he lies. Right? When he speaks, he lies. And he makes promises, he breaks the promises. Right? And when he, uh, he argues, he argues in a bitter fashion. Right? And he lies. These are all signs of the munafiq. Now, if someone lies to you, does that mean they are hypocrite? That they are hiding kufur? Not necessarily. Which is why the scholars, they say, signs of the munafiq is not the same as actually being a munafiq. Right? This, we have to distinguish between them. So you never have the right to say, this person is definitely hiding disbelief. You don't know what they're hiding. You do not know what they're hiding. Tayyip. May Allah protect us from them. And may Allah protect us from being them. Now, how does this apply to the hypocrites? The Prophet ﷺ would like what they have to say. They are proclaiming Islam. They are amongst the believers. Allah says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ قَوْلُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Now this is interesting. قَوْلُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا What does that mean? 
there are the kind of men whose views on the life of this world pleases you. Meaning, all they speak about is the dunya. That's one view. So, uh, you, you will be amazed by how well versed they are as it relates to the dunya. يُعْجِبُكَ You are amazed. قَوْلُهُ His speech. فِي الْحَيَاةِ dunya Regarding this world. You know, the late, they, they know everything about the latest events that are occurring, the best businesses to join. They are, they are, when it comes to dunya, they know everything. Akhira, nothing. Right? This is one description. Or, um, so let's, let's go with that. So, you are amazed by how well versed and how uh, uh, eloquent and how involved they are as it relates to what? The dunya. This goes hand in hand with the earlier ayat that we've done last time of those people that only ask Allah what? As it relates to the, to the dunya. Not only that, وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ Another sign, another sign. First sign, they are only involved and speak about the dunya. Second sign, يُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ They will always use Allah as a witness for that which is in their heart. In other words, they make swear oaths. They say, Wallahi billahi. Well, Surah Tawbah and Surah Al-Munafiqoon, Allah speaks about the psychology of the hypocrites. What are they like? What would they say? You read Surah Tawbah, it's all about them. Right? Allah says, يَحْلِفُونَ بِاللَّهِ مَا قَالُوا يَحْلِفُونَ Allah, they swear by Allah. They swear by Allah. Right? Surah Al-Munafiqoon, إِذَا جَاءَكَ مُنَفِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ Right? They, they say, we bear witness. They constantly are using Allah's name. يَحْلِفُونَ بِاللَّهِ سَيَحْلِفُونَ They will swear, they will swear. This is why they say, saying Wallahi all the time. All the time. It's one of the signs of the Munafiqeen. Right? If you're truthful, you don't need to swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. Right, and this is why we can say swearing is, is uh, making an oath is known as half. Half. There are several ways of doing half. Right, you have uh, it's also called a yamin. You have the when someone swears by something that's going to happen. Akhi, wallahi, I'll show up. Akhi, are you sure you're gonna show up to the wedding? Akhi, wallahi, I'll show up. Right, this person is saying that they will show up. Now, unless they genuinely are lying and they have no plan of showing up, which in that case, that would be a, a, a taking Allah's name in vain, which is known as Yamin al-Ghamus, so we'll get to that. Most people, when they say, Akhi Wallahi, they'll show, I'll show up, it's a genuine, uh, 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 they, they believe they are. But then anything can happen, right? Now, if, if you, or if you swear by something because you think it's very likely going to happen, or you want it to happen, or you make a declaration, Wallahi, if you do this, I'll do that. It could very well be that you change your mind later on. These type of yameen, you have to do a kafara. You have to expiate, right? By either giving charity or, or fasting three days, it's mentioned in the Quran. Then you have the one where someone lies and uses Allah's name. This is known as al-yameen al-ghamus. Ghamus means to dip into something, to dive into something. Why is that called ghams? Why? Because you die, this person is diving into the hellfire. That's what it means. By saying, Wallahi, I didn't do it. Who ate the last donut? Wallahi, it wasn't me. And it was you, for example. I know it's a silly example, but you never know what people swear by these days, right? Wallahi, it wasn't me. Wallahi, it was him. Lying, using Allah's name. It's a serious crime. And you know what's interesting? It doesn't have a kafara. You can't give 
charity or fast three days. No. This is such a big sin, it requires tawbah. It requires what? Tawbah. If you lie on purpose using Allah's name, this is, this is a great sin. Then you have the one that is worse. Swearing by other than Allah. Swearing by other than Allah. So if you say, I swear on my mom's life, such and such and such. I swear on my children, such and such and such. These words, yeah, are very dangerous. Because why, what, when we, when we are worried that someone doesn't believe you, when you are worried someone doesn't believe you, and you want to ensure that they believe you, you will mention that which you hold the greatest in your heart as, right? So when your mind and your heart goes to your children or your mom or whatever, there's khalal in your tawheed because it is Allah that you should be swearing by. Right? لذلك يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تحلفوا بآبائكم Do not swear by your fathers. من كان حالفا فليحلف بالله Whoever wants to swear, let him swear by Allah. أول يصمت or let him be quiet. Now, earlier I mentioned one of the worst crimes one can do is use Allah's name and what? Lie. Right? Lie. يقول عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله عنه عبد الله بن مسعود said, I believe عبد الله he said لأن أحلف بالله كاذبا أحب إلي من أن أحلف بغير الله صادقة For me to swear by Allah and lie Which is a huge sin, right? Is more beloved to me Than to swear by other than Allah and tell the truth Why is that? Yalla Ishmael, why is that? He said, for me to swear by Allah, use Allah's name, and lie, is more beloved to me than to utilize other than Allah in my swearing, but be telling the truth. Because, shirk, because now he's invoking other than Allah, shirk is worse than sin. Shirk is worse than sin. This is the qaida, very important to remember. It also shows you how the sahaba understood the concept of shirk and tawheed, right? طيب, let's go back to the ayah. And they call upon Allah to witness what is in his heart. So this characteristic of constantly, Wallahi this, Wallahi that, this is a sign of the munafiqeen as well. Not that everyone that does this is a munafiq, but it's a sign. And he's extremely bitter, staunch as it relates to arguing. This is the person that is constantly uh, argumentative Right And this is not an Islamic practice You make your point and you leave it at that But constantly going back and forth Going back and forth And also If you see someone that is very argumentative over their views It may be a Part of that is because They're trying to convince themselves Before they're trying to convince someone else They're trying to convince themselves Because they, it's a lie It's a lie Right So Allah here is describing the, the munafiqeen and when he leaves, or when they leave, they cause corruptions in the earth. They set out to cause corruption in the earth. Now here, if we take it away from the story of Al-Akhnas, how would the hypocrites cause corruption? Through their messaging, through what they are saying. We mentioned in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, when they go back to their, uh, to their people, they would say uh, uh, that we were just uh, nastazi. We were, we were just uh, uh, mocking them. 
So this is part of the corruption that they're spreading, right? So they will say something to the believers and something else. So in our case, what would that be like? It would be someone that when he's with you, he's with you. But the moment he's gone, he's speaking about you in a, in a harsh manner, or speaking about others, or lying, or deceiving, or all these means of corruption. And corruption is not only when you're stealing and pillaging, corruption could be not just corrupting the people's wealth, but also corrupting the minds, corrupting relationships. When, when men and women, this happens a lot of time with the sisters as well, when all you, the, the whole day you're on the phone telling sister X what the other sister told you, and you're just in there, have you heard what happened? She did this and she did that, and you're in between causing corruption. Or you're causing corruption, it's also whether ruining relationships, ruining businesses, ruining marriages, ruining, it could be anything. It could be anything. If you're doing that, you're among, and they are destroying crops and livestock. Now the word harth and the word nasl, uh, yes, harth is that which you farm, right? And and nasl uh, is that is it's uh, that which uh, is referring to livestock, but it can also refer. So when we say al akhnas, he actually stole. The, 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 uh, the farms and he actually burns from the livestock and he, he did actual corruption physic- uh, that you can see. But when we are spreading interest and the riba, are we not causing corruption to the wealth of the people? When you are stealing or committing fraud, are we not causing corruption to the wealth of people? Right? When you are committing zina uh, and we are causing corruption as it relates to the offspring, Right? Children being born out of wedlock, not knowing their fathers. These are all other ways of causing corruption. In fact, is if people move away from practicing the deen, they move towards corruption. Right? Because this deen, our faith, it stops all avenues towards corruptions of all kinds. Right? What corrupts your mind? Intoxicants, haram. What corrupt society, all these social, social ills. This is why it's important that we go back to our deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and protect us. طيب. And Allah does not love corruption. Now, how do you stop a man set out to do corruption, to do evil? How do you stop that person? You remind them of who? Of Allah. How often does this happen to you? وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ and when it is said to them, Ittaqillah, fear Allah. You guys heard this statement before? Ittaqillah, akhi, fear Allah. People say it all the time, right? How should your reaction be when someone says to you, Ittaqillah, akhi, fear Allah? Ya akhi, ya, fear Allah, what do you want from me? You know, you're always saying, you fear Allah. Does that happen sometimes people do this? What do you fear? You fear Allah, akhi, right? Or don't, don't bring me this. People have this adverse reaction to this statement. Haun Rashid. Have you guys heard of Harun Rashid, the caliph? One time, a Jewish man said to him, Ittaqillah ya Harun. Haftaqwa Harun. And he was on his mount, he came off and made sujood. And he was asked, yeah, this Jewish man is telling you, why do you have to listen to him? You heard the Khalifa. And he said, I remember this ayah, he said, وَإِذَا قِيلَهُ اللَّهِ And when they said to them, Ittaqillah. Fear Allah, أخذته العزة. His arrogance gets him. بالإثم to sin. He said, I didn't want to be that guy. So, next time, إخواني في الله, someone tells you, Ittaqillah, right? Take that on board. Even if they're saying it, and you know like, 
they are in the wrong or whatever, that let that statement carry the weight it deserves. Let that statement carry the weight it deserves. Right? lahu, And when they said to him, Ittaqillah, have taqwa of Allah. Fear Allah. Be mindful of Allah. His arrogance lead him to sin. You do, you, you, rather than that statement stops you, it makes you even more what? Arrogant. Wallah is a mushkila. What is the consequence of that? The one that doesn't fear Allah, or you should fear Allah, and it's causing corruption. What is the, what is the end goal? If, if you are one who is causing corruption and not fearing Allah, not listening when you're, when you're reminded, look, in the first, fear Allah, don't cause corruption, don't do haram, don't spread haram. And when you do, and people remind you, listen to them. Because if you don't, what happens? فَحَسْبُهُ جَهَنَّمُ وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hellfire is enough for him. He didn't obey. He didn't listen. He didn't, you lied and used Allah's name in vain. When you were reminded, you were too arrogant. Arrogance, ikhwan fi kibir. The first sin. The first sin that we are taught about in, in the Quran, Iblis, his disobedience to Allah by not bowing down to Adam was preceded by the sin of arrogance. So how, what happened? Iblis and the angels are told, bow down to, to Adam. Okay, the angels, they obey. Iblis doesn't. Why? He was too proud. So, what came first? The refusal to bow down or the pride? The pride. The pride. Right? Allah mentioned the Qur'an, He became arrogant. He became what? Arrogant. This is very dangerous. Arrogance, ikhwan, is very dangerous. That no one goes into Jannah. The smallest amount of kibir, if it's in you, you don't go to Jannah. Right? Arrogance, ikhwan, Wallah, is dangerous. May Allah protect us. We need to be humble. We need to be humble. Who are we to be arrogant? Man Right? We are nobody. We are nothing in front of our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To carry arrogance. And what is arrogance? One time the Prophet ﷺ, a sahabi asked him, uh, one of us likes to dress nicely, look nice, is the arrogance. The Prophet ﷺ said, no. Arrogance is to, uh, to see others as below you, to ihtiqar of them, right? Belittling others and refusing the truth. That's arrogance. Belittling others and refusing the truth. Don't ever feel that you're better than anyone. Don't ever feel like you're better than anyone. You do not know their station in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why we need tawadu'. Tawadu'. Sujood. Look, we, our most precious place. We're always busy with our face. They wake up in the morning, you're fixing your face up. MashaAllah, men and brothers and sisters, you know, you want to look the nicest. You, you, you constantly, it's, it's where people look at you, it's where you judge someone's beauty. It's the face, isn't it? Right? All day we're busy. The, that which we hold the most dear to us, we put on the ground for sujood. 
sujood, making sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is meant to kind of remove all arrogance from you and instill into you a humility. You look down, you do tawadu'. The word tawadu'a comes from wada'a. Wada'a is to put something down. You're pulling yourself down. Right? It's extremely important that we understand this. Right? That we have tawadu'. That we understand that we, 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 there's nothing special about us. There's nothing special about us. At what point we were a drop of fluid? At what point you were a drop of fluid? Right? Allah fashioned you. Allah made you. Allah brought you into existence. Allah gave you everything you have. How dare you even feel an ounce of kibir? Right? And this they say, a kibir is one of those sins that once it enters into your heart, it's very dangerous. Right? It's what destroyed Iblis. In Surah Al-A'raf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about uh, Iblis in the beginning. And the whole surah talks about different ways people are misguided. Different ways. So one of the first things Allah mentioned is the misguidance of Iblis, which came from a place of arrogance. And then Allah talks about the error of Adam and Hawa, which came as a result of listening to the shaitan, and as a result of, of, of falling into temptation, right? And then different things are mentioned. In the end of the surah, Allah concludes by, with sujood. Meaning that that first sin that Iblis engaged in, it, its greatest dawa is making sujood often. Right? Tayyib. Uh, so, we should never have to be so arrogant that we don't listen or heed advice. When people advise you, take it, ikhwan ifillah. Right? We are very good at giving advice. Right? Nasiha. We always want to give nasiha. Let me give you a piece of advice. Right? But how good are we in taking advice? We are very good at hashing out criticism. But how good are we at taking it? But if you want to dish it out, you have to also be able to what? Receive it, ikhwanifillah. So allow yourself to listen to criticism, allow yourself to listen to advice, and allow yourself, especially statements like, fear Allah. Fear Allah. No matter how angry you are, no matter how upset you are, there are certain statements that you should stop, stop you in your track. Akhi, fear Allah. Someone says that to you, and you continue, ah, like this, wait, wait. Allah has mentioned, خلاص, disengage. Barakallahu feekum. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ And when it is said to them, إِتَّقِ اللَّهَ Ha fear of Allah. أَخَذَتُ الْعِزَةُ بِلِئِثْمِ His arrogance leads him to even sin more. فَحَسْبُهُ جَهَنَّمْ The hellfire is enough for him. وَلَبِئْسَ الْمِهَادِ And what a dreadful place of rest it is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from it. Then Allah says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And from the Quran always. If he tells you about the hellfire, it will tell you about the Jannah. If he tells you about the hypocrites, it will tell you about the believers. Right? It's always. One is mentioned, the other is mentioned. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And from the people is, مَنْ وَنْ يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ He gives his life away. Literally meaning sells his life. Yashri is to sell. Yashtari is to buy. Literally, one letter difference. Yashri, you're selling something. Right? Washarohu bithamanim bakhs. They sold him with a small amount of money. But Yusuf and his brothers. Yashri, he sold, gave. So that's what's, so what's leaving you, uh, uh, Allah says, nafsahu, his life. Ibtigha'a maradatillah. Seeking Allah's pleasure. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu ra'ufun bil'ibad. Allah, Allah is the most compassionate, compassionate to his servants. Earlier I mentioned that the, the previous ayat, according to some scholars, is revealed uh, as relates to al-akhnas, right? These ayat that we're reading here were revealed upon or, or about a companion called Suhaib. Suhaib al-Rumi, Suhaib the Roman. Abu Yahya, Suhaib al-Rumi. He was, uh, he came from Rome, but he was raised and grew up in Mecca. And when he wanted to migrate to, to, uh, Medina, Quraysh stopped him and said, you came here, you had nothing. You want to leave with your wealth? We're not going to let you. And they took everything from him. Everything he owned. And he went, arrived in Medina with nothing. Allah reveals these ayats that he sold, he sold his life for Allah's sake. And this is, and these ayats are revealed and he has no idea. And when the, and then he arrived in Medina and the Prophet said, what a profitable uh, uh, transaction. What a profitable transaction. And, and it congr- he's being congratulated and the people of Medina are congratulating him and he has no idea. May Allah prof- make your transaction profitable as well. He, he, until he found out that ayats were revealed about what he did in, in Mecca. Allahu Akbar. So here you have an example of the believer versus the non-believer. The believer versus the munafiq, if you will. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And from the people is مَنْ يَشْرِ نَفْسَهُ And here you learn something, إِخْوَانِ فِي اللَّهِ You learn, give for the sake of Allah. The concept of sacrifice for Allah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice something for Allah. So Haib had to sacrifice all of his wealth for Allah. For us, it may be sacrificing our time. It may be sacrificing our, 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 it could be anything. Sometimes you have a job, but your job is not conducive to your deen. Or they're asking you to do something that is haram. Or life is difficult because of this job and you can't worship Allah the way you want to. Or they don't let you pray. You have to let something go for Allah. You have to let something go for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And this is something that has to be drilled in your mind, right? If you say, no, I want to live the most comfortable life. Everything has to come easy for me. I'm not gonna, then you haven't understood what it means to, to be a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once you do sacrifice something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember Allah reminds us, Wallahu ra'ufun bil'ibad. Towards the end of the ayah, Allah has compassionate to His servants. Allah will shower you with mercy. Allah will open doors for you of provision. Allah will aid you. But it's your job to do something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that make sense, ikhwani fillah? Like Suhaib al-Rumi did. Tayyip, if you summarize the ayahs that we covered today, the first, وَذْكُرُوا fi ayamin ma'adudat. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the appointed days, the three days of what? Of tashriq. فَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمِنِ Whoever uh, um, hurries to leave, uh, after two days, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There is no sin on him. وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرُ Whoever stays behind, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There is no sin or blame on him. لِمَنِ التَّقْوَى Whoever has taqwa, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Have taqwa of Allah. وَعَلَّمُوا أَنَّوْا أَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ That you will be gathered to him. May Allah forgive us when we are on, on that day. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ From the people is مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ One who you will be surprised with or amazed with. قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا His speech as it relates to the dunya or his speech in the dunya. وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ He uses Allah as a witness for what he says by swearing. وَهُوَ أَلَدُّ الْخِصَامِ And he is also one who is argumentative and staunch and bitter as they argue. وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى And when they turn away. 
in another tafsir is وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى When they are put in charge When they become in charge Because a tawalli can be when you are in charge And that will refer to the corrupt rulers That oppress their subjects And this is very dangerous The rulers that oppress their subject Allah will ask them about it Every single person you oppressed وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى And when they are in charge Or وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى When they turn away سَعَى فِي الْأَرْضِ They set out the earth لِيُفْتُدَ فِيهَا To cause in it corruption وَيُهْلِكَ الْحَرْثَ وَالنَّسَلَ And they destroy the livestock and the agriculture وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَسَادَ And Allah does not love Or does not like corruption Whether that is referring to Al-Akhnas Or the hypocrites Or anyone else that's causing corruption وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ And when they said to them اِتَّقِ اللَّهَ Have fear of Allah Rather than take heed Rather than listen Rather than obey Rather than change What do they do? أَخَذَتْهُ الْعِزَّةِ Pride takes over بِالْإِثْمِ To convince him to sin فَحَسْبُهُ جَهَنَّمْ The hellfire is enough for him وَلَبِئِسَ الْمِهَادَ With a dreadful place as a rest وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And from among the people is Now we're talking about the believers Men, the one who يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ He gave his life away Sold his life away Sacrificed his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ابْتِغَاءَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ Hoping in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah said وَاللَّهُ يَنِيدِ Allah is رَؤُوفٌ compassionate بِالْعِبَادِ to his servants We include here inshaAllah ta'ala بَارَكَ فِيكُمْ هَذَا وَأَخْرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.